They say that the average person speaks a certain number of words a day, a man versus a woman. Uh, who do you think talks more? Uh, they say that a man speaks about 7,000 words a day, and I could say that's me, except for on a Sunday, I might speak 7,001 words. A woman is said to speak 20,000 words a day. That's almost three times what a man speaks per day, according to what the average is. Uh, do you know what it costs a, a woman to speak 20,000 words a day? It costs her exactly what it costs a man to speak 7,000 words a day. It costs her absolutely nothing. And why do I bring this up? Not to say that women talk too much or that guys need to talk more, but to say that, that words are cheap. Whether you use a few or whether you use a bunch of words, uh, it costs absolutely nothing. As long as your vocal cords work, as long as you have the ability to speak, you can just talk nonstop and it's free. You never run out of words. You never run out of uh, op options for your mouth to move to say words that you want to say. The problem really doesn't come so much with how much we talk, but it's what we say. And when our actions don't line up with what we say, that's when people really have a problem with it. P people can claim or people can say anything and at face value, you might think it's true. For example, I can claim that I'm a Cowboys fan, which I'm not. Uh, a student can claim that they studied for a test and someone can claim that they love somebody. At face value, if you don't know me, you're going to assume that yes, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yes, as a student, I studied for a test. And yes, I love somebody if I said that I love somebody. But let's take these examples and let's, let's go into them a little deeper. If I say that I'm a Cowboys fan, but, I, but yet um, I wear the Seahawks jersey, I know all the stats about the Seattle Seahawks, I know about this, the, the draft is taking place, where the, the Seahawks are drafting players, but I don't know anything about the Cowboys. Do you believe that I am a Cowboys fan? Uh, so a, a kid who, who says, you know what, dad, I studied for my test. I reread through the chapter. I did the questions at the end of the book and I studied for hours upon hours. When he goes to school and he, he gets his grade back and you find out that he flunked, do you really think that he studied for his test? Or think about somebody who says, oh, I just love this person, and yet they don't spend time with them. They don't text them, they don't talk with them, they don't interact with them. <clears throat> when other people talk bad about them, they don't stand up for that person. Do you really think that person loves the person that they claim that they love? In each of these actions, why don't you believe it? Why don't you believe that I'm a Cowboys fan? Why don't you believe that this kid didn't study for that this kid didn't study for his test. Why don't you believe that this guy really doesn't love the girl that he says he loves? Because his actions do not back up what his mouth say. And the same is true for that of us who, who claim to be followers of Christ. And, you know, there's a lot of people who run around this world who claim that they know God, that they have a relationship with Jesus. And yet, uh, in everything that they do, there's a disconnect between what they say versus what they do. And really what they're doing is they are revealing their true colors. Because my true colors are not revealed in what I say, my true colors are revealed in my actions. So today, we're, so today we're going to be looking at two different kinds of people. The first, who claims to have fellowship with God, who really doesn't, 
and the second who claims to have fellowship with God and who really does. So we're going to be in uh, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-7. through 7. I'm going to read through this, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to dive into this. So if you have your Bibles, even at home on your couch, uh, if you'd like to follow along with me, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-7. through 7. It says, This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we don't live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to go YouTube with it, uh, to share it in our homes, that we can uh, just be able to, to, to interact and share our faith, um, even if it's not in a church building. We do pray that that comes quickly and soon. But for now, we just thank you for this opportunity. God, I, I know that this uh, is a very important passage. It talks about if we're going to really have faith or if we're just going to claim that we do. God, we, you know the difference. Uh, and I just pray that, God, as I open up my mouth to share this, that it would come out clearly and accurately, that we would all be convicted of where we are walking in the light and where we are walking in the darkness, and we would change so that we only walk in the light as you are in the light. And I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we get into this passage to look and see what does it look like to have fellowship with God and what does it look like to just claim to have fellowship with God, I want to start with verse 5 where it talks about this God that we are claiming to have fellowship with and a little bit of how he is described. So 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him, meaning John is telling the people, this is the message we have heard from Jesus and we are declaring to you, we talked about that a little bit last week about proclaiming what we have heard, what we have experienced with other people. That's exactly what John is doing here. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and we declare to you, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. So first of all, God is light. Well, what's that mean? Well, what does light do? It makes something known. It reveals something that the darkness is trying to hide. You think about your nightlight. Uh, when we, we put up a nightlight in, our, in the bathroom of the house, when we have guests come over, so that when they get there, first of all, they know where the, the bathroom is, but then you know that the toilet seat, oops, was left up, so that you're not sitting down on that and having some awkward, terrible experience. Our cars, they have headlights. They reveal that there's oncoming traffic. They reveal that that deer is still standing in the road when I need to pass by. We have flashlights. Uh, the camping season is coming up, and if you like to go camping, you usually go to places that are, are new to you, and that, that uh, flashlight reveals to you what is in the path that you might not want to step in, that, and, and so that you can see what's really there that's in the dark. And Jesus came to be a light. Jesus came to make something known. He was making known the way of salvation. <clears throat> uh, last week, we talked about the, the word of life, in John, the book of John, I want to go back a little bit to here. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. This is how John is declaring or describing Jesus. It says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. He's making something known. He's making the way of salvation known. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And then John chapter 8, verse 12. 
and find that Jesus himself is claiming to be the light. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He came to be the light. He came to make something known. And it says here uh, that in, in this light, in God, there's no darkness at all. There is uh, not even a hint of evil, no impure motives. There's nothing shady about what God does. Everything that God does is perfectly right. God is light. God is light. And now we get into people who are claiming to have fellowship with God, yet really don't. Verse 6, it says, If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. <clears throat> this is how, uh, you know, the word to, to claim means to speak. It means to announce something in some kind of fashion. And people can claim anything. Right? I already claimed that I was a cowboy fan and then I admitted that I really wasn't, but I can claim it. People where they say whatever they want with their words. Last week we talked about YouTube. You could get on and tell anybody anything pretty much that you wanted to do. People proclaim things by the logos on their t-shirts. They proclaim things by the bumper stickers on their cars. People claim things by the internet posting. I get on Facebook or any other Twitter or all those other options and they say whatever they want and they can claim that they believe or that they think something is true there's a lot of people who claim that they believe in jesus <clears throat> a poll of americans says that 60 percent of them believe in jesus do you believe that based off of what you see in our world today 60 percent of america says they believe in jesus i, I don't buy it People can claim whatever they want. Uh, I know that there are true believers out there. I'm hoping that you who are watching this are one of those true believers. But people can claim anything. And their claim, people can claim to have fellowship with God. And fellowship means to have in common, as in a common partnership or experience. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, what kind of true fellowship looked like and what false fellowship looked like, right? People claim that they're on uh, the bandwagon for a, a basketball team. They're at, the, they're at the game, they got the peanuts, they got the popcorn, they got the uniform on, but it's not the same thing as actually being out there playing on the court or on the basketball field, or I mean the baseball field, right? It's not the same thing. You, you, you want to support them, but if you have fellowship, then you have joined the team. The parking lot at the medical staff, the people who are out in the parking lot honking the horns and blaring the Christian music are trying to be support, but it's not the same thing as actually being on the team of doctors who are trying to save people from suffering from this virus. And that's the same as it is with God. We can claim that we have fellowship with God. I can claim a relationship with God. But God, if, if I'm not on God's team, if I haven't really done that, then, I'm, then, I, then it doesn't really matter what I'm saying because God knows that my actions or my heart really isn't reflecting what my mouth is saying. And the fellowship I have with God is that relationship with Jesus. <clears throat> you can fool me that you believe in Jesus, that you have a relationship with God, but you cannot fool God. Claiming and having something are not the same thing. And it says <clears throat> that those who claim to have fellowship yet walk in the darkness, it says that they lie. <clears throat> it says um, that they lie, verse 6. 
If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. We are speaking falsely. There's only one way to have fellowship with God. You can claim whatever you want, but God knows that it's true. And the only way to have fellowship with God is what? By putting your faith in Jesus alone for salvation. You know, light and darkness cannot exist in the same place. You know, if you want a, a, uh, a little experiment uh, tonight when it gets dark, uh, go, go into your bedroom and try to turn on a light and see if you can just keep half the room light and half the room dark. You can't do that. It's going to be all light. Or even if you take your flashlight, that light is going to impact the dark. You're not going to be able to say half is light and half is dark. <clears throat> and a lot of people claim that they have fellowship with God, that they have this relationship with God when they really don't. Second um, Corinthians chapter 6, 14 says, what do light and darkness have in common? There's, there's, there shouldn't be anything about me that is showing darkness when I'm claiming to have light. And a lot of people talk about having the light or they claim to have fellowship with God because they want the perks of, of what does that mean? What do I get out of this? Uh, I've known people that, I, that have claimed to have fellowship with God. They have this relationship with God because they want the girl. You know, this girl's family believes in this Jesus and I wanna marry this girl so I say, okay, I believe in Jesus too so that I can marry this girl of my dreams. Some people claim to have to have fellowship with God because they want to avoid being preached at. Uh, a friend of mine back in Davenport, his name is Troy, uh, he got saved a couple years ago, and I remember thinking, he's had enough. His family's always sharing the gospel with them. I've tried a little bit, and I thought, you know what? This guy is just trying to appease his family. He's finally going to say, I believe in this, just to get them off my back. Just. And then when I went out and talked to him, I found out this guy was a real deal. He really did get saved. But I think there are a lot of people in a lot of churches and a lot of families who claim to have fellowship with God, to have this relationship with God, who really don't. So that people don't try to persuade them and convince them that they have this fellowship. Some people claim to have this relationship with God because they want the job. You know, I like watching Christian movies. And sometimes you see uh, actors in it that surprise you, or at least I get surprised because of what other kinds of movies that they've played in. And I think, how did you get this job? Did, did your life really change? Did they just take anybody who uh, would, was willing to do the part, who is good at it? Or did they say, you know what, you have to sign a statement of faith that says you really believe this. And they said, okay, I want the job. And so I'm willing to sign that I believe this about Jesus so that I can have this job. I worked with a guy, a guy once that, uh, for a dentist, and this, this guy became part of the team that made dentures. And I think that guy claimed to be a Christian because he wanted to get the job. He wanted to set up this denture office as part of this dentist office. And, and at first, you could take him at his word, and it looked good. But then over time, working with this guy, I started to really wonder, what he's saying and what he's doing is not really jiving. It's not really working together. And so I, I just wondered, did he just say, yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I went to this church, the same church that we went to, so that I can get people's business, right? So you kind of get what I'm saying here. People will want the advantages of what uh, a relationship with God brings without actually having that relationship. And I think the fourth thing, reason why I think people might claim to have fellowship with God is, 
if this Jesus thing is real, uh, I want to fool God. I want to be able to tell him, no, I believe in this Jesus because just in case it's real, I want to go to heaven because we all know that heaven is better than hell. So people will claim to do it in order to get what they want. But really, they're walking around in darkness. And why are they walking around in darkness? Well, John 3, 19 and 20 talks about men love darkness rather than light. They, would, they, they know the truth. They know what the gospel brings, but they don't want that. They don't want to stop their sinful behaviors. They don't want to stop living the good life for whatever this Jesus and this boring church-going life has to give me that says no to all the temptations and all the worldly pleasures. They don't want that. And they don't want other people to know. It says they're afraid to come into the light because they're afraid that their deeds are going to be made known. If you've done lots of bad things, you don't want people to know that. And so that's one reason why, or another reason why people don't want to come into the light. They don't want to stop the things that they did before. And they don't want people to know what they have been up to. So what is this darkness I keep referring to? If we, if we claim to have fellowship with God, uh, but we walk in the darkness and we're lying. What is this darkness? Maybe I'm walking in darkness and I don't know it. Well, darkness refer, refers to the lack of faith in Jesus for salvation. People walk around this world all the time walking in this darkness. Uh, and a lot of times they know it. They're claiming to have faith. They go to church. They do what tries to appease somebody who loves them, who, who believes in this Jesus. But they don't have faith fellowship with Jesus themselves. They don't have a relationship with him. They're walking in darkness. And they might hide it for a long time, but ultimately, if our actions don't match up with our words, we're going to reveal our true colors and people can see their true colors are that they don't really believe in this Jesus. So first of all, walking in darkness shows, uh, is, is the fact that I'm not trusting Jesus as my savior. But you know what? I'm the pastor of the church, and sometimes I can walk in darkness as well, because darkness does not just refer to salvation. Because once I'm saved, um, I'm, I'm out of the darkness of, of going to hell. I have that relationship with Jesus, but I can still choose to walk in those sinful ways that I should not do. Um, it, it, dark, walking in darkness refers to screwing up and sinning sometimes, which is something that I will admit that I do and you're going to have to admit that you do as well. First uh, John chapter 1, verse 8, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And if I claim that I haven't sinned, I make God out to be a liar. Verse 10 says, If we claim we have not sinned, we made him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. We all sin. We all choose to walk in the darkness or find ourselves walking in the darkness from time to time, even if we didn't purposely try to. But that's why we have 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <clears throat> and so we, we, all, we all have started out at the same point of walking in darkness out of fellowship with God. We had, we had no relationship with God whatsoever. But then from time to time, we choose to go back to the way of darkness because we get caught up in a sin. Uh, we, we can't control our temper. We, we stop. We can't control our mouth from telling somebody something that we shouldn't have. We get involved in those activities that we should not be a part of. So from time to time, we do walk in the way of darkness, which is obviously something we shouldn't do. And we do when we do, 
we actually break that fellowship with God. Not, not the, the, the kind of fellowship that says, great, now I need to go get saved again. Because I, I, when I have that fellowship with God, there's, there's, uh, I can't lose that salvation. If I truly put my trust in Jesus alone for salvation, I can't lose it. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 talks about the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside me. He puts a seal on me that guarantees that I'm going to have salvation if you have truly made that relationship right with God and if you truly have that fellowship with God. But there is a point where that fellowship with God is broken when I do something wrong. Think about you who are married, you love your spouse, but sometimes you get into an argument with them and you guys fight. You say things that you shouldn't do or say uh, you might respond in a way you shouldn't respond. Well, does that mean you're not married? No, thankfully, because I fight with my wife sometimes and and we're still married. It doesn't mean that we have to go down the, the aisle again and make give our, uh, we give our vows again. I think people would just give up at that point. But there's something between us that needs to be made right. I need to go apologize to my wife most of the time and tell her that I am sorry for something that I did or something that I said, and then that fellowship is restored. Think about a kid and his parents. A kid does something wrong. He, 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 he doesn't come back when it's curfew time. He, he tells his parents that he, he didn't go hang out with his friends. He, uh, he just badmouths them. He talks back to them. And all of a sudden, that fellowship is broken. That relationship was still there because my son is still my son, even if he chooses to leave my house. He, my wife still birthed him. He's still McLaughlin. He's still part of my family. But the fellowship isn't there until he apologizes and makes it right. And that's the same way it is with us and God. When I do something wrong, there's a fellowship that's broken between me and God. How do I make that right? If I confess my sins to God, he is faithful and just, and he'll forgive me of my sins, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, and that fellowship is made right between me and God. God still loves me. He didn't say, okay, I don't want anything to do with this guy. We're family again. I mean, we're still family, but that fellowship is there again. So first of all, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. He made, he came as a light to make the way of salvation known. There are a lot of people who claim to have fellowship with God, to have this relationship with God, who really don't. Those people are lying, and those people are still walking in darkness. Now we're going to see those people like me, like hopefully you, that are genuine in their walk with God to say, I have a fellowship with God, and yes, I'm walking in the light. Those who walk in the light have fellowship with God. First John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. Walking in the light, what does that mean? Well, first of all, what it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean doing the kinds of things that Jesus did. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 20 to 21, there's going to be a lot of people, when they get to heaven, uh, giving God a good reason, or what they think is a good reason, why they should be let into heaven. And it's not going to be good enough. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 and 22 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? What are these people relying on? 
they are, they are relying on their good works to be good enough. And that's not going to cut it. And they're not the only people who have thought this. Uh, over generations of time, people have had their own reasons uh, for why they should get to heaven. Even today, people still have their reasons. I'm sure there's people who, when they get to heaven, are going to say, Hey, God, uh, I remember I taught Sunday school all those years to all those kids. I get into heaven, right? Uh, others are going to say, I volunteered at VBS. I gave up a week of vacation. I should get in, right? Doesn't that count for something? Uh, some of these guys are going to say, you know what? I helped at work day. I gave up a whole Saturday to work on the church property. That should count for something, God, because I helped make that place beautiful. I get into heaven, right? Others are going to say, you know what? I opened up my wallet and I gave money to the missionaries that I didn't even know. I could have spent that money on myself. There's lots of things that I would have liked to have had, but I gave lots of money to those people so they could do some work. That counts for something, right, God? Or someone's going to say, you know what, God? Remember I sang that special in church that one time? I sang it to you, God. Doesn't that count for something? And those good works do not equal the same thing as a relationship with God. God's not impressed by the good things that we do to try to earn salvation. What God wants is a relationship. All the good things we do are like filthy rags. You know, you, you think about someone who's got a dirty window. Do they want a clean rag or a dirty rag to clean that off, right? If you got a smudge on your face or on your shirt, you want a clean rag. And that's kind of what it's like offering God, here's my dirty rag. He doesn't want that any more than you want that. So don't rely on your good works to get you to heaven. Um, walking in the light isn't just, or isn't, doesn't mean that I'm trying to do the things that God would do. That is part of having a, a fellowship with him, but that's not what it means. Walking in the light does mean having a relationship with God. It's admitting that I'm a sinner, that I need a savior, and I'm trusting Jesus to save me from my sin. But that's just step number one. That's not the only thing that gives you fellowship with God, right? We talked about how our fellowship can be broken with God when we do something wrong. Like with my spouse, if we're fighting and, and I, I hurt her by something that I do or say, we still have this relationship, but the fellowship isn't there anymore until I apologize for being the big jerk that I was. So this fellowship with God is not just a one-time event. This is an everyday kind of thing. My wife and I like to go for walks out of town, about a mile south, and we come back home, and uh, the other night we got caught in the rain. Little hill started falling. We started to run as quick as we could to get home. Uh, but, and, you know, so we like to walk. But walking isn't taking a few steps and standing still. Walking is a continuous motion to get from point A to point B. And we're walking in the light. It's a continuous thing from day to day. Not here and there, but in all the day, all the time kind of process. <clears throat> And so from the point on that I have that fellowship with God by putting my faith in Him for salvation, from that point on, I need to have this continually, continual walk with Him and walking in fellowship with Him. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you, God is light, in Him there's no darkness at all. There is no darkness in, in God. There should be no darkness in my life. At no point in my life should I say, okay, it's okay for me to walk in the darkness now because God never had darkness in his life. So I should make that my goal. As Jesus says in Matthew, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That should be my goal. First uh, John chapter three, verses two to three, it says, dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be 
has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope, this confidence in him, purifies himself just as he is pure. They're walking in the light. They're saying no to the temptations, the desires, the, the evil things in life that I used to do so that I can be pure and right and holy walking with God on an everyday regular basis. So I wanna ask you a question. Obviously you don't have to answer to me, but you can think it in your mind. How are you doing with that? If you claim that you're walking in the light with God, are you doing a good job? You know, uh, how, how's your thought life? You know, nobody can see what's going on up there. Uh, we can think bad things about people, like I hate these people. We can covet things that people have. We can lust after other people and, and things like that. How's that going? If you're walking in the light, you're going to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, what about the things that come out of your mouth? Are you still using those words that you used to use or those negative terms? Um, do you enjoy the sins that you used to do before you were saved? I hope you can say, I'm not doing those kinds of things. Um, can, can you, I hope that you can say, you know what? I look a lot more like Jesus than when I first got saved. And I, that's a good question, that a good reminder that we all need to be thinking about ourselves because nobody's perfect. Nobody has yet arrived to perfection. And when we're walking in the light, when we have fellowship with God, it says that the blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from all sins. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I've been a Christian for a long time, and I've screwed up a lot of times since then. And I still need the blood of Jesus to forgive me. I still need to tell God I'm sorry for what I've done, and He continually makes me clean. It's a process of sanctification. It's, it's becoming more and more holy. I can't do it on my own. Jesus pays the price. God forgives me, and I keep going. And because I walk in the light, because I have this fellowship with God, God wants me in turn to turn around and be that light to other people. Matthew chapter 5 Verses 14 and 16 gives us uh, a little bit of uh, inf information, I guess, about this. How about verse 14? It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. While you think about this big city on a mountain, it gives light to everybody in every direction as long as they can see it. And that's how we are supposed to be. We're, um, verse 16, it says, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world. You are the tool. You are the flashlight. You are the lantern. You are the light bulb that's supposed to radiate light to the world that says Jesus is the light of the world. You find salvation in him. I'm using my words to try to share that. I'm using my actions to try to share that. Now, if you're going to use your words to share, uh, you know, we talked about last week, proclaim the word of life, uh, the word of, and, and what are you going to proclaim? Well, what did John proclaim? John proclaimed pretty much what he experienced. Uh, he, he got to see Jesus and touch Jesus. He got to hear Jesus. And he started proclaiming to the people that Jesus, in fact, is who he said he was. And he rose from the dead. And he, he's a savior, right? He, he was explaining to him, Jesus is alive. But he also, I think, would be explaining the things that he heard Jesus say. And you can do the same thing. Obviously, you can't proclaim that you saw Jesus, but you can say, you know what? I was a sinner destined for hell, 
Jesus died on the cross, he gave me eternal life, and so now I have salvation. You can proclaim that. So I wanna ask you a question. Are you more prepared today than you were last week? Because we had that challenge last week, proclaim the word of truth. And if you're not ready to get prepared, are you prepared? I, I don't know. I, I've been working on it myself to be more prepared. How are you doing? You know, if you feel like, no, I'm not really more prepared. Oops, I forgot. Um, where do I look? Our adult Sunday school class uh, that was recorded. I'm sorry, this week two was a little bit darker. It didn't turn out the way I expected. Uh, but we talked about Romans Road. And we talked about what do I share about the gospel. A little bit about starting a conversation. And I would just encourage you, go watch that video if you want. It's it's pretty short. I think it's like 15 to 20 minutes. And it will help kind of explain, this is the gospel. This is what I need to know so that I know what to share. But we are all called to proclaim it. And then we are all called to live it. Be that city on a hill, that bright light that it that just explodes and shows it to the whole world that Jesus is the light of the world. You know, talk is cheap. I, I just proved it, right? I, you just listened to this whole message and I didn't have to pay for each word that I said. I probably spoke more than my 7,000 words for today, uh, but it didn't cost me anything. I, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, I studied for my test. Um, I, I love somebody that I, I just completely ignore. You have no idea if that's true or not unless you really know me. And how would you know what was really true about me? You know it by my actions. It's not our words that show our true colors. It's our actions. People can claim to have fellowship with God and they really don't. People can claim to have fellowship with God and they really do. The difference between the two comes out in their actions. If I really have a relationship with God, it's going to show in my life, in what I say, in what I do, and how I respond to situations. And if I don't have fellowship with God, that's going to become very obvious too. So I just want to ask you, uh, have you been pretending to have a relationship with God or to have fellowship with God? Have you been trying to put on an act because of somebody that you love or because you don't want somebody to try to preach at you? But maybe you've come to the point now where you realize I think maybe there's something to this. You know what, I can't really fool anybody, and of course I can't fool God, and I'd like to make it right. I just, I'm just gonna pray and ask God, uh, I'm gonna pray a prayer of, of asking God to save me from my sins, because that's exactly what you need to do in order to have that true, genuine fellowship with God, is to trust Jesus as your Savior. So if you'd like to pray with me, um, I just invite you to pray with me. And if you're, if you're walking with God in fellowship, I wanna encourage you to keep doing that. Hopefully you look more like Jesus today than you did yesterday, and, and in a week you're gonna look more like Jesus than you do today. Uh, but just, if you're walking in the light, keep that fellowship sweet, keep walking with Jesus. But if you would like to make things right with God right now, and trust Jesus as your savior, please pray along with me. Dear God, um, I've been pretending for a long time. I've come to church, I've said all the right things, but I really haven't believed any of it, God. And God, I just wanna make sure that I have a relationship with you, that I have fellowship with you right now. I'm just asking God, please forgive me for the, the things that I've done. And God, I want to trust you to be my savior, to keep me from the punishment that I deserve so that I can have eternal life with, in fellowship with you forever. Thank you for, for being my savior. I'm trusting you in Jesus' name, amen. I want to leave you with this, this closing thought. Uh, scientists are claiming that 
that the fastest way to uh, get rid of the coronavirus is get out there and to be in the direct sunlight. But it does make a guy start to think. Uh, let's put a look at this in spiritual terms. What is the way to get rid of the sin in your life? Direct contact with the sun. Not the sun that's outside, but the sun named Jesus, the son of God named Jesus, who is called the, the word of life. Jesus is the light of the world. That's what he came to be. And direct contact with the light of Jesus is what's going to kill that virus. That virus in my life that was going to kill me. The wages of sin is death. Jesus, contact with him, trusting him, got rid of that virus in my life. Now I am, am no longer going to die. And then the sin in my life, walking in that darkness, the temptations, the struggles that I face, contact with the light, walking in fellowship with Jesus helps me, it kills, it eliminates that, uh, that virus in my life. So I just wanna encourage you, as you go out this week and you see that sun shining bright and everybody's excited because it's gonna be here for a while, I just want you to remember to keep in direct contact with the sun, with the son of God named Jesus. If you need salvation, you need that fellowship with Jesus for salvation, he'll give it to you. If you need the ability to fight temptations and to, to, to walk in the ways that God wants, you keep in constant fellowship and a close connection with Jesus and he's gonna help you. Jesus is the light of the world. Go and share it with somebody. Go in peace.